Welcome to A Month with Matthew in Croatia. I'm writer Matthew Felix, and I needed to get away for a while to figure out what was next for me. And this is what happened when I did. These are travel anecdotes, stories, and ruminations from my month in a small island village in Croatia. From the characters I met to the experiences I had, some funny, some frustrating, to the thoughts, memories, and emotions that came up for me during my solo retreat in the seaside village in Croatia. Got some good news and I've got some bad news. Let me start off by saying that I am not a fan of surveillance technology and how Big Brother is just taking over everything. I think that uh, probably the only people who really do like surveillance technology are Google, dictators, and uh, no doubt our own government. But I'll get to that in a second. So let me start with the good news. The good news is that the people who moved into the unit across the door from mine, across the little, you know, the small courtyard from my front door, seemed totally cool, no issues, no screaming kids, nothing to worry about, relieved about that. On the other hand, I could not believe it last night when the neighbor started his construction project again. Now, he wasn't using the electric saw, he wasn't using the drill, those of course were the worst, well that's not even true, his hammering on the, uh, on the aluminum was really, really loud, but still, wasn't using the saw or the drill. But he was hammering again. It's been, I don't know if it's been four or five, maybe even six days since, I mean, of course I hear him over there, he's still doing his little projects, but he hasn't really been making, really working on that construction project and being a you know a big nuisance like he was when I first got here. Keep in mind again that he's already promised four times, not once, not twice, but four times that he's done. So, I'm sitting outside last night. I'm enjoying the warm summer evening. The swallows are flying around. It feels so good. There's a cool breeze. It's still, you know, still light out. And I'm I'm doing my work. The hammering starts. And my blood just starts to boil. Because I can't believe. I just I just don't understand how people can be so disrespectful and so inconsiderate, particularly when they've already promised four times to be done with it. So he starts again. Now, because it's not the drill of the saw, and he's not hammering on the reverberating aluminum, I kind of doubt myself, right? So I go back and forth. Then the hammering gets really loud. Then it stops for a little while. Then it's kind of loud. Then it gets really loud again. So I'm going back and forth because I don't want to complain again. I don't want to deal with this. I just want to pretend like it's not happening. I don't want to contact the landlord again. I don't want the poor guy who manages the property to have to come out again. I just don't want to deal with it. I would really, I'm just hoping the neighbor will just stop. That it's just this quick this quick little thing that he's doing, whatever it might be, and then it's just going to stop. 45 minutes later, he's still going at it. And I, of course, you know, I'm trying to focus on what I'm doing. I put my earphones in. I turn the volume up because, again, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have another confrontation, even if I'm the one not doing the direct confronting. Finally, after 45 minutes, I'm not getting my work done because the noise is such a distraction and I'm just, you know, my blood is just continuing to boil. I'm getting more and more angry. Then I go take a walk, and I just I just have to calm down. Well, I can't calm down because I just get madder and madder thinking about his audacity and his lack of consideration and all that stuff. So instead, I just get more aggravated as I'm walking around trying to calm myself down. Well, I write, you know, I come back and I write an email to the landlord. Really sorry to have to do this again. The guy started his construction project up. If he hammers another nail tomorrow, I'm going to have to look for another place. End of story. 
I know it's not your fault, but you know, you said you, they, they've told me three or four times that they're going to call the police on the guy. They haven't called the police on him. So he just keeps doing it. You know, he stops for a little while and starts again. Totally get why they don't want to get the police involved. That's just going to complicate things. I wouldn't want to call the police. But if the guy's a liar and he keeps doing it and he's not keeping his word and there's no other recourse, if we were in the States, I would have called the police by now, right? But it's not my country. I am the outsider. So again, I just feel like they need to I don't even know if he speaks English, so I do feel like it's better to let them handle it. And I am the customer, for whatever that's worth. Well, I actually, you know what, it's worth a lot, because I flew halfway around the world for this to come to this ostensibly quiet house. So actually, that's worth a lot. All right, so, get an email this morning, response from the woman I'm renting from, apologizing profusely, saying that they're going crazy, they can't believe this guy would do this again, he's told them he was done, all that kind of stuff. And she says that the property manager has already been out, already talked to the neighbor, and it's definitively done. And I can't remember. She said something that made me think, okay, well, maybe actually fifth time's the charm. All well and good. I get to the cafe, I'm feeling a lot better. Now, it did. I did wonder, though, you know, it's 7.45 when I got her message, 7.45 a.m. I didn't write her until like 10 o'clock last night. By then, the construction was long. You know, the guy had stopped. I did kind of wonder, when exactly did the property manager talk to the neighbor? I mean, did he really show up after 10 or before 7.30 in the morning? Seemed unlikely, but whatever. She seemed to be handling the situation. I was feeling good. Once again, taking a deep breath and just trying to move forward. I come back from the cafe after spending all morning there, like every morning. Got a lot done, feeling good, life is good. I'm hungry, time to eat lunch. As I'm walking up the alley, I look to, the, to my right. And the woman, who is the wife of the neighbor, is staring me down as I walk by their house. She's back in the courtyard. So that feels really good. That feels really good. Now, for the next two weeks, I'm going to have stare downs and really bad blood between myself and the neighbor, me and the neighbor, whatever the correct form there is. But then it got a little more interesting. So as I'm going into my house, all of a sudden I hear, hello, you know, in English. And I turn and look, and it's the property manager. So now I'm a little annoyed because clearly he's just come to talk to the neighbors. He had not already talked to neighbors, as the landlord had said. And this is the second time she's done this. This is the second time she's told me that a conversation has already taken place to reassure me that hasn't actually taken place. Sort of a white lie, sort of not a white lie. Because now I know that we don't actually know if the neighbor is finally going to stop. That the conversations are ongoing, ongoing. The situation has not been resolved like I thought it was all morning. So now I'm just just really frustrated. So he comes up, the property manager, and says, the neighbor says he wasn't working last night. So after being busted and caught red-handed four times, the neighbor has the audacity to say he just wasn't doing it last night. So I just, I just let the, the property manager, I just went off on the property manager. I mean, not on him, but, you know, with regards to that comment, I said, never mind the, the history with this guy. So we already know he's got a project going on. You haven't heard anything from me for five or six days. I did not imagine this because he said, well, maybe it was, you know, another house. And I said, no, really, really, really clear on where this sound is coming from because it's just over the wall. I mean, it's right there. So the, the idea that it would be coming from another house is absolutely ridiculous. So 
He says, it wasn't the saw. I said, no, it wasn't the saw, but you know, it was hammering. And I said, it went on for about 45 minutes. So he's kind of looking at me like not sure what to say or do. And it sounds as if his English is very, very limited. It sounds as if he's trying to kind of insinuate that the hammering isn't as big a deal as the saw or the drill, which could be the case. But like I said, it was a real disturbance. And I don't, I don't, I shouldn't have to justify, right? At this point, given how long this has gone on, I shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have to argue over the volume. The point is just don't hammer. Don't hammer for the next two weeks. Hammer all you want when I'm gone. So he says, okay, well, next time it happens, can you get video and then we'll call the police? Okay, so now we're on time five or six of talking about calling the police. I say, I did get video. So this is where my comment at the beginning here about not being a big fan of surveillance. Well, there are some exceptions. So last night, just like the previous incidents, I did. I took out my phone and I started filming. Now, you know, the work was start, stop and go. And I was trying to do my own work. So I didn't want to just sit there for 20 minutes holding the phone in one hand, hoping that I would get the best moments. So I got some, like I said, really stop and go. So it was hard to get it all. So then my fear, of course, I, so I get out my phone and I find the video and I play it for him. And then my concern is my phone's not very loud for whatever reason. The volume just does not turn up very loud. And then the video quality is not very good either. So I'm afraid it's not going to be loud enough. I'm afraid he's going to think I was just, again, exaggerating or something. So, but at least you could definitely hear hammering. He didn't really contest that. And again, I don't know what he was thinking, but his English wasn't good enough, isn't good enough anyway to kind of get into a nuanced conversation. So I think he just settled on, all right, I hear hammering. The guy said he wasn't hammering. He was. Clearly he's lying. So at least we were able to establish that. And then he says, yeah, but did you get the date or the time? He was looking, looking for the time. And I said, again, as a matter of fact, I did. What I did is before I started filming, I filmed my computer close up the time and date stamp right on the, uh, I mean, basically the clock and, and the, the date on the upper right hand corner of the screen. Now, of course, when I was doing this, I was really questioning whether I was just like completely going overboard, right? And now all of a sudden, I felt extremely vindicated and I was really, really glad I'd done it. What's going to happen next? I don't know. Once more, I'm so hoping that this is done. And I'm so hoping that, uh, that I can just, again, definitively put this issue to rest. I hate these kind of things. I hate these kind of confrontations. I hate the negativity. I hate my mood being just soured because I don't know when the construction is going to start back up again. And I don't like bothering the landlord. I don't like bothering the property manager. So fingers crossed, praying desperately, hoping desperately that this is the last. <laughs> I mean, I even feel silly saying it after all that's happened, but hoping, knock on wood, going to go light some candles, going to do whatever I can, burn some sage, slaughter a lamb, do whatever I can to make sure that this is the end of this ongoing debacle so that I can just get a lot of work done, work hard, relax hard for the two weeks that remain here in my stay. I'm going to talk about something that is perhaps a bit of a given, but is nonetheless something that I keep thinking about while I'm here in this little village. 
And it's just how people seem to, I mean, the only way that I've been able to sort of put it in my mind is they seem almost more in touch with their humanity here than in the big city. Now, of course, I'm generalizing. Of course, you can be in touch with your humanity in the big city. But I mean, in general, insofar as the day-to-day interactions. And I think the reason I said maybe this is a given is because, you know, we do sort of in common, common wisdom have this, this idea that life is simpler and slower and easier, or whatever, however you want to describe it, in small villages or small towns where you know everybody, the pace is slower, it's not that frantic rat race that it is in the city. But I think there's something to that. And I think that's something that I sort of long for. I love San Francisco. I love the city. But being here, I've already talked a lot about all the different people that I've met and the sense of community that that I feel, even though, of course, I'm not part of this community, but just temporarily seeing people saying hello. But but it's, it's, it's more than that. It's more like when you have a conversation with someone here, they're not looking at their at their two cell phones and they're not on their way to their next appointment and they don't just have a limited amount of time because they've got to go do something else before they do something else before they do something else. The different pace, it does allow us to engage more. It's like I, I commented when I went to the grocery store when I first got here and how the checkout clerk, who I have since named Cervantes, you know, he really looked me in the eyes. And then in days that followed, I was curious whether he was really just kind of connecting with me that way or if that's just how he is. And I noticed that as he would interact with the other customers, he just really connected, even in that brief exchange of checking someone out of the supermarket. That's the case with most of the interactions that I have, or at least a lot of the interactions that I have. And it just makes you feel good. It's nice to be seen. I think we all want to be seen on different levels whether it's the day-to-day or whether it's in a more intimate sort of soul connection sort of context, I think we want to be seen, and it's nice to be seen. And so I am really enjoying here, in my time, seeing and being seen. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and check out MatthewFelix.com for information about my books, other podcasts, and much more.